You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning and welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are grateful to have you with us on this beautiful Thursday morning. I hope that where you are, the sun is shining as brightly as it is in Fargo right now. Although it is a little chilly. It's perfect. (laughs) Right. Yes. Our um, next guest on Real Presence Live, uh, kind of continuing the theme of pilgrimage, is Father Elias Mills from... The, who is the rector of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And we're, we're doing a tour of shrines in Wisconsin today. Mm-hmm. And they're well worth the tour. <laughs> right. And, and Father, are you there? <laughs> yes, I am. Um, <laughs> Great to have you with us today. We're, sure. We're, we're looking forward to talking with you because Dreen and I have both been to the, uh, the shrine several times uh, as we've gone through Wisconsin. Uh-huh. It's one of the many shrines, as you know, in Wisconsin. seems to be blessed with a lot of them. Yes. And in a, such a beautiful setting, too, at, um, in La Crosse, in the hills there. Yeah. Why don't you tell us, before we get into the shrine, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got there? Well, I'm a Franciscan of the Immaculate. Um, uh, we were, of course, when the shrine was opened in and dedicated uh, the church dedicated in 2008 cardinal burke wanted a group of franciscans to come here and and be the spiritual assistants at the shrine because franciscans of course were the ones who were so closely associated with the message and the apparitions of our lady guadalupe because bishop juan zumaraga was a franciscan and they were the first that really uh, took care of the shrine in Mexico. So we've been here since 2008. I have been here at the shrine since 2016 when I was made the third rector of the shrine. So being a Franciscan of the Immaculate, we go around and part of our apostle is to take care of Marian shrines. So that's um, how I got here is obedience assigned me to it so <laughs> where are you from originally father i'm originally from nebraska oh so not too far away <laughs> yeah but i've been so when i joined the friars i joined them in massachusetts and from there i went to italy and then from italy i went to australia then from australia back to connecticut then i was in our friar in indiana for nine years and then finally here so um, they say join the Navy and see the world. We join the friars and you can see the world too. So Wow. What great ex- places to live and yeah. experiences, yeah. I'm well, sure. La Crosse is a beautiful town too. So I'm, yes. 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 Now, do you live on the top of the hill right next to the shrine? Yes, in, in, yes we live right next to the church. So I'll, for me to go to the church, I can walk about... 50 feet, and I'm in the church, so... But can you drive up to your, uh, your, is it, yes. is it a... Yes, pro- is it- the, yes, there's a back way, uh, we have our own little back entrance that we can come up, so we don't have to come up the long yeah. way that most pilgrims come up, but it's a nice walk up the hill if you have the 
physical ability to do that. And but uh, of course, they have golf carts that take people who are have physical need for one. Yeah, why don't you ex- explain to our listeners just kind of the the physical layout? Well, the shrine of Our Lady Guadalupe. I'm, I'm not sure about how many acres. It's well over a hundred and some acres, situated on the side of a of a hill or a one of the many bluffs that are overlooking or the Mississippi here. As someone said that uh, the property that the shrine sits on is only good for two things, for a woodlands, for harvesting lumber, or for a shrine. <laughs> <laughs> and so that seems to be uh, that God had in plan when Cardinal Burke was looking for a place to build a shrine he was looking for originally a place to build the shrine of Our Lady of Fatima, and every place he looked, everything didn't work out. And then finally when he heard John Paul II, I think way back when John Paul II made Our Lady of Guadalupe a, a feast day for North America, all of North America, he and that she was the Empress of the Americas, he said, well, maybe I should make it a shrine to Our Lady of Guadalupe, and then almost like instantaneously almost, everything fell into place and they donated this land for him to build a shrine on. So it's nestled on the side of a hill, and it's about, I think from the entrance of the shrine, which is down below, it's probably a mile from, from the entrance to the very top where the church is located. Um, but of course, as you been here, everybody who's been here knows that it's got um, a nice path which you can walk up and visit different outdoor shrines with the Pilgrim Center down below with which greets the people has a, a little restaurant and a gift shop and um, facilities for the pilgrims when they come. So Yes, and it, it's a very nice path and I, I think you did mention it that they do have uh little golf carts to shuttle people up there who may have difficulty, you know, with the walk. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. and they're very, very good in giving people who need rides up the hill, and um, it's um, a very, very, very much used as a service, so it's, uh, we have good volunteers who help with that, so. Father, how many friars are assigned to Our Lady of Guadalupe Shrine with you? Well, presently there's two priests and a brother. The two priests, of course, take care of all the sacramental things, the devotions that uh, are blessings people want, and the brother, has, with the help of some volunteers, takes care of the church and seeing that it's cleaned and maintained and things like that. So he has a big task for him to do, but he does a good job. Are there any women religious? Um, there are no women religious at the shrine at the moment. There was some Franciscan sisters of the martyr St. George in La Crosse, but they left, uh, I think, last 2019, I think it was, or 18. But um, but no, there are no women religious at presently at the shrine. Okay. Um, Friars and lay people who volunteer and help us with different things, when, and of course the staff that's at the shrine. Mm-hmm. Right. Father, for people that may have just happened upon this show this morning, could you just give them a synopsis of who Our Lady of Guadalupe is and just a little bit about 
that apparition and then um, maybe say something about devotion to Our Lady of Guadalupe as well? Well, Our Lady of Guadalupe, of course, is the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of Jesus, and it's one of the many different apparitions that Our Lady has made throughout the ages and, and throughout the Church. I mean, especially in Europe, you can find many places where uh, it seems like every town in Europe has had some Marian shrine, or especially in Italy and France, there's so many times Our Lady has appeared in local areas and and places, but then she's also appeared in different places where she's had a much more wanted to speak to the whole church. And so we think of places like uh, Our Lady of, at Rudabach at the Miraculous Medal, uh, Fatima, Lourdes. Um, but Guadalupe, of course, goes back to 1531 when uh, the Spanish, of course, came, and after the conquering of the uh, Aztec uh, kingdom there, the Spanish um, also, when they came, uh, had Franciscan missionaries already with them because their intention was, uh, Hernan Cortez, was to evangelize them. But, of course, they weren't greeted with a very friendly welcome because the Aztecs were practicing human sacrifice. And so after a very uh, miraculous uh, victory over the Aztecs, and many people forget that the local Indians helped the Spanish, too, because they were usually the victims of their human sacrifice. Mm. And uh, they joined the Spanish. And an excellent book, I highly recommend it, by Dr. Warren Carroll, is a book called Our Lady of Guadalupe and the Conquest of Darkness. And with a lot of this false revisionist history that's trying to portray the Spanish as somehow being, you know, imperialists and just, you know, abusing the native Indians and that, that wasn't the intention, and that was definitely... Hernan Cortez was a man who had had, uh, had very high standards, and they wanted to bring the faith to, to the new land. And so after eventually defeating the, the Aztecs, and they tried to, of course, evangelize the native population, and they weren't very receptive. The, 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 the Spanish Franciscans had a difficult time in trying to convert the Indians. There were conversions, but not, uh, not as quickly as hoped, they had hoped for. Until 1531, when Juan Diego, a little Indian um, peasant, was walking along on December 9th in 1531, and he encountered this beautiful lady on top of Mount Tepeyac. And she asked him that she spoke to him in a very affectionate way, as like a little child, even though he was an older man. Pardon? One minute until our break, Father. Just... And so, so she asked him, to, she had a mission for him to go see the bishop and tell him that she wanted to build a little temple here on Mount Tepeyac. And he said, oh, you've got to find someone more important than me, because I'm just nobody. She said, no, I want you. So he went to the bishop and spoke to him, and the bishop said, well, I don't, you know, who are you? And he said, well, I, he, he needed a sign. He didn't believe him. So... Juan Diego thought he would avoid Our Lady because he knew she would be waiting for him, so he tried to skirt around the hill and avoid her, and he met her again. And this time she said, go up on top of the hill, 
pick the flowers that I show you, and uh, and of course we have the miraculous image that appeared on his tilma when he grabbed the roses in his tilma. He went and see the bishop and. And instead of the roses, which also fell out, he saw this image which appeared on his tilma. So, okay, Father, we're going. I'm going to interrupt uh, for just a minute now because we come up to a break, and I want to remind our listeners: you're listening to Real Presence Live, and our guest is Father Elias Mills, the rector of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And after the break, we'll be talking about Father's the favorite part of ministering at the shrine. And also, um, how he would encourage us to honor Mary. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Doreen Kennelly, and I'm here with my faithful and funny husband, Jack. And we are here hosting uh, the last segment of Real Presence Live with our guest, Father Elias Mills who is a Franciscan friar of the Friars of the Immaculate, and he is right now um, at the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And Father, before the break, you just were summing up the apparition of Our Lady in Mexico for us. Thank you for, for doing that. Yes, um, that, that the tilma is one of the miraculous uh, images. It's one of those 
Not Made by Hands. We have a book that kind of has called by that title, Not Made by Hands. Uh, both the Shroud of Turin and Our Lady of Guadalupe are as if God had given us a photograph of both his, of Jesus in the tomb and his mother at the Our Lady of Guadalupe. It's a miraculous image because if you approach it, the image disappears as you look at the at the uh, tilma. It kind of disappears, and as you back away, it appears, and they cannot figure out how this image is on it. It's been there for, it's going to be 500 years in 2031, which is uh, amazing since the tilma like that would have destroyed or corrupted. It was simple cap- cactus fiber would have corrupted in maybe, you know, 10 years at most, probably. So it is one of these miraculous images, and and it's God's way of um, showing His credentials. God gives us miracles so that we can have belief in some in in their in the message and in the, the message, of course, that Our Lady gave to the Indians through her image spoke to them about the gospel, uh, the good news that she was the woman of revelation. So both the Indians recognized in the image in a language they understood. And both Bishop Juan Zumarraga recognized in Our Lady as she appears, the woman clothed with the with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of twelve stars. He recognized in that the Immaculate Conception. So Our Lady knew perfectly how to speak to two different cultures, and the same message was conveyed. And of course, after that, miraculously. Uh, when they were only getting maybe a few thousand converts a year, now they were getting within, I think, a span of 10 years, they had like 8 to 12 million Indians convert to the faith just because of this grace of this image and uh, what it spoke to the Indians uh, about the need to convert to this religion of the true God. So um, I think that... um, that message of Our Lady of Guadalupe is so important because people are leaving the faith in Europe because of the Protestant revolt, and Our Lady was bringing in these uh, pagan Indians into the Church to help build up the body of Christ and to um, bring the faith and the message of salvation to them. So it made a big impact on the New World. So. Yeah, and also, I think maybe you mentioned it earlier, Father, she appeared as a a native peasant woman, did she not? Well, she appeared as in a costume that would show that she was a, not just a, that she was a queenly, uh, she she appeared in colors that told the Aztecs that she was a queen, she was a regal person, she wore a royal, royal garments that the Aztecs understood, yet it also indicated to them that she was with child and that, um, you know, this child was someone important. And um, and so they understood the message. They understood that this was the Christian religion that was being proclaimed to them and that they needed to uh, accept that religion. And how beautiful that and, God communicated to them in a way that they so... Mm-hmm. So readily yeah, understood. There's so much, so much, and so much messages and symbols on the mm-hmm. on the image of Our Lady that the Indians, who communicated a lot in in you know in symbols and things, they understood what that message was to them, and it's um, 
it's amazing how God's wisdom uh, and Our Lady is the seat of wisdom knows how to communicate the faith uh, to people who, and of course it's a grace, and uh, Our Lady is the mother of grace. And I think it's important that we realize the message of Our Lady Guadalupe and all the apparitions of Our Lady that she is the first missionary of Christ, mm. the first one to bring Christ into the world is the Blessed Virgin. You know, she brought the, our Savior to Elizabeth and John at the visitation. And that's, I think, a, if you want to talk about a paradigm, Our Lady is bringing Christ throughout the ages to the world. And Jesus does it through the instrumentality, through the cooperation of His Mother. And He won't do it without her. And um, that's why we're having a, a Marian Symposium on October 9th and 10th here at the Shrine, and the title of it is going is Marian Maximalism and the Co-Redemption, because one of the things is that there seems to be uh, a certain tendency among even Catholics to kind of minimalize Our Lady's role, that somehow if we put too much attention to Our Lady that somehow Jesus is going to become obscured, or we're not going to be able to see Jesus, and that they don't understand. Our Lady's not an obstacle to Jeez. Jesus. She says in... She says in her Magnificat, my soul magnifies the Lord. Why isn't Jesus in our society today more prominent, because I think we forgot that we forgot our magnifier, the one that magnifies him and makes him even more clear and more understood and more and where people can find him is Our Lady. Uh, I think that's um, so clear throughout the ages that wherever Our Lady has appeared or has a message, what happens? People come to Jesus. People come to the church. They come to the Blessed Sacrament. And um, she told them she wanted a temple built to the true God at Guadalupe. So Our Lady is not an obstacle. She's the the means by which God came to the world. Father, and, um, yes. Father we've got about a minute to go, and so I'm going to ask you a couple of things here to, to try and help us wrap it up. What's your favorite part of ministering at the Shrine, and how would you encourage our listeners to honor Mary? And if you got any other th- thoughts and, and reflections, and also, how can people learn more about the Shrine? Well, uh, you can always go to our website, GuadalupeShrine.org, and uh, if you just type in Guadalupe Shrine Lacrosse, you will find it. Um, we have gotten to the point where we're live streaming our daily Holy Hour and Mass here on our Guadalupe Shrine YouTube channel, which might be helpful to some people. Um, the favorite part of the ministry, I would have to say, here is hearing confession. Mm, wonderful. That's right. That's that's very important. I think so. Oh. Okay. But, um, uh, and other than that, I would say, what should people do? Pray the rosary, because 
It's our lady's cell phone. <laughs> you, want <laughs> I love talk it. To our, you want to talk to our lady, then you need to speak to her, and she'll speak back to you through meditating and praying the rosary. So. Okay, oh, well, thank you. thank you, Father. Unfortunately, time is not our friend. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and we're, we're coming to the break, but I want to tell our listeners, remind me, we've been talking to Father Elias Mills, rector of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse. And, Dream, did you have something? I was just going to say I really encourage anyone who's able to attend that symposium on Our Lady October 9th and 10th in La Crosse, Wisconsin, coming up yes. in just a, about a month. Okay. Yes. Therese, you're going to have to talk fast now because we've taken some of your time for it's so it, Thank give you, us your, Father. Yeah. Give us yeah. your preview of the next show. <laughs> yeah. So on the next Real Presence Live, that's Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, host Father Tim Smith and Chris Euler will be coming to you live from Holy Cross Church in Ipswich. They'll visit with Dr. Joseph Stewart about rethinking the age of reason. Then call in with your questions for Father Tim Smith during Straight Talk from 10 to 10.30 a.m. Central. And we'll talk about RCIA with Father Russell Kovash. All that and much more will be coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Well, Therese, you, 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 you ended early, so you got to fill up the rest of the oh, time now. Oh, I do. <laughs> oh, shoot. No. Again, I we didn't want... have anything prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do we, but we want to thank again Father for being with us today. Father, are you still on the line? Yes. Could yes, you give um, us your blessing? You. Could you please give sure. us your blessing before we close? Sure. Through the intercession of Our Lady of Guadalupe, St. Joseph, and St. Juan Diego, may Almighty God bless you and watch over you and grant you all the graces you're most in need of. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Father. And of all you listeners out there, I would encourage you to consider a trip to the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse. Uh, beautiful at this time of the year. And uh, while you're at it, you can take a run across the state and go to Champion, Illinois, for the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help. Champion, Wisconsin. Champion, Wisconsin. What did I say? Illinois. Illinois. Oh, boy. <laughs> Not even close. Okay, well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.